Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Tonight, we are on episode 158, and I thought we'd chat a little bit about health and bushcrafting. And when I say health and bushcrafting, I'm not so... There's different aspects of health. Let me back up. So, there's health and there's fitness, is the way I look at it. And I guess a little disclaimer right off the hop, Ben and I, not doctors. Take what we say <laughs> with a grain of salt. I mean... Um, this is our own experiences, our own suggestions and things like that. But if you were going to look into a, a drastic lifestyle change and coming from experience, which we'll talk about a little later in the episode, uh, definitely consult with your local, like your physician, your doctor, whatever the case may be in your neck of the woods. Because uh, if you don't do it correctly, it can lead to some pretty negative effects. But once again, we'll talk about that later on. So yeah, a little bit about health and bushcraft. I mean... Most people say, well, bushcrafting's a route to get out there and improve your health, which is completely true. But something I want to talk about was you should monitor, or sorry, let, once again, let me back up. Bushcrafting's a great way to get out there and improve your health and your fitness. But before you launch down the health route, or sorry, the fitness route, you should really take a good eye on your health. And health can be, like, to me, and what's going on with me is, like, uh, heart issues, blood pressure issues any injuries, things like that. That's health. Fitness is how much can you carry? How long can you go? How much is your endurance? That's the way I break it down personally. Uh, what about you, Ben? Well, I, I can agree with that. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily like for myself to say like, it's about health, but I do love the fact that there's a ton of health benefits to just being out there. And if you want to research it, there is like legit studies that talk about just time and green space in, in, in nature away from the artificial world has good effects on like memory, uh, vitamin D, uh, there's a, there's a whole list of them. weight loss. You can actually like it just being out there helps make weight loss easier. Um, but it says to mean you have to do it right to, just being out there alone may not be the only thing. If you go out in the woods, but you always take really junky food with you and eat that, then you can kind of null and void any, any advantages you got. If you're pulling your electronic devices with you and you're st stuck into them. You're not really taking in the nature and, and, and the goodness that you're going to get from that. And, and by that, I mean, like you have to immerse yourself in that experience and and you know the phone is as great as it might be or the other gadgets we can take can really rob from that so um we got a fair bit to talk about but let's uh yeah it's a pretty extensive subject and like i said i know we're not physicians so this is going to be our own personal opinion but i figure it's a good topic uh hey chris welcome to the show bud uh so yeah Long story short, what brought this on for me anyways, the last little bit here, uh, or I should say, ongoing throughout my life, I've had health issues. Uh, I don't really talk about them much, any of that nonsense, because I never found it really did much to drag me down. Um, unfortunately, in the last two weeks or so, that's kind of flipped a little bit. I've had some blood pressure issues, some heart issues, uh, and then again last night, they kind of went off the crazy end. And it was all because, well, not all because, but a, a good factor that went into it was I was trying to start a new healthy lifestyle regime, but I went by it totally wrong. 
in all honesty. Uh, I probably should have done a little more insight into it, talked to my doctor and stuff like that. Unfortunately, no doctor, so that didn't lead to that. But anyway, the big point I want to bring across to everybody is even if you're going out to bushcraft or hike or boat or, you know, whatever, just sightseeing, trailing, whatever your joy is to get out there in the woods, you should make sure that your health is checked a little bit before you start that. And what I mean by that is make sure you do have an okay blood pressure. Make sure you don't have an irregular heartbeat or something going on with your heart. Make sure that you don't have underlying conditions that if you get out there in the woods and something goes bad, you just put yourself into a bad situation. Now, once again, a lot of us are going to be what we think good health. Um, but until you get a really good check over, you're never really a hundred percent sure. Uh, and that was kind of in my case, I always knew I figured I was in decent health. You know what I mean? I knew my blood pressure was always kind of a mediocre factor. I was always at that, you know, pre hypertension or whatever it was. And I've been that since I was 19, that wasn't a new condition, but whatever it spiked. And I found out the hard way that it can really goober you up a little bit to put me in for some, uh, for a couple of nights where I didn't want to stay and a whole bunch of tests and crap like that that's just completely unenjoyable that probably could have been avoided if I had monitored it a little better. And honestly, to monitor that stuff, you don't have to, though I do recommend uh, set up an appointment with your physician and get checked out thoroughly. You can, it's as easy as just going to one of those blood pressure machines in one of the, you know, local malls or superstores or wherever and just keep it on your blood pressure and pulse. Uh, and that's one of the big things that I noticed that brought it on for, you know, red flag for me was I noticed my blood pressure was all over the board. Uh, and anyway, that led to other stuff, but it, it's literally that easy and something as simple as every now and then you just give it a little check, you kind of monitor it on yourself and you get yourself a baseline and you know if you're within that baseline and how you're doing at that baseline. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, um, Oh, I was just reading a comment here. It says, uh, so backcountry tripper, tripper, yeah. Um, like Robert said, check your health before going to, uh, going, blah, 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 sorry. Checking your health before is similar to like checking your car before going on a long trip. And that's very true. And it's one of those things. You don't just put oil in your car when you buy it and assume that it's never going to need it again and never check it. You know what I mean? You're never just going to put the one tank of gas in and it's never going to need it. The radiator fluid isn't a one-time deal. You know what I mean? There's consumable products in your car. And I love this analogy. And it's much like your body. As you try and take things out of your body, you're going to have to put things into your body to replace what you're taking out of it. Be it, you know, blood, sweat, and tears or fatigue, energy, whatever. You kind of got to recoup this stuff and make sure that it's in good operating condition so that you can take that out of it successfully and without harm. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to add something a, a bit to that. So checking before you go and also when you go, making sure that your activities are reasonable for the, the state you're in. And by that, I mean, a lot of times you see people say, oh, I really want to do this big trip. They don't really prep. They don't plan. And this is this is sort of the, the negative side. They take a trip that's much bigger, much more difficult than they expect, and they can overexert, overdo it, and next you know their 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 health will take a bit of a, a hit for that. Uh, hopefully, if that, that does happen, it's just sore muscles, discomfort, but it can be much worse. You can push yourself to a level that's you're just not easily going to come back from. So, if you're going to do big trips, 
take the time, work yourself up to it. No, like we tell you with gear, test your gear before you go. Test yourself before you go. If you're planning on doing a big hike, do a couple of small day hikes in the weeks, months leading up to it to see how you handle those. It should give you a really good idea how much you're going to be able to handle that bigger trip with two to three or four times the distance and maybe 50, 60 pounds on your back. Um, and as you get that feel, that idea, you may decide to adjust your trip, adjust your load, take a few fewer days or take shorter days and do, do it in more, whatever it means to, to get that level. Um, so, I mean, that's big for a trip, but it's for anything. You're getting, going to don't push yourself beyond the limits you really can handle and know those limits fairly well. And I couldn't agree more with that. And once again, all comes back to make sure as you're testing your endurance and stuff like that, make sure you can get out there, make sure your body's capable of even doing that endurance, as Ben said. And that kind of comes back to meeting with your physician and stuff like that. So that that's kind of the the difference between health and fitness that I make in my own personal mind. I mean, I'm sure there's official definitions out there, but that's how I segregate it up a little bit or kind of compartmentalize it. So I keep track of it. And that's where I started with this was I was trying to um, get ready to get back out there and do some serious outdoorsy time. Uh, I'm about to start back up at the uh, motorcycle courses and stuff like that. So that's like literally 21 hours a weekend. You're just on a parking lot walking around on average, with one of those little Fitbits, I'm hitting, you know, between 45 and 50,000 steps. So it's quite a strenuous time. And I wanted to make sure I just didn't throw myself into that headfirst with no prep, not ready, nothing like that. So I wanted to try and lose a little weight, want to try and get a little muscle mass back, get a little endurance back. And I tried to jump directly to the fitness part of it before I really took care of the health part of it. And I guess I did touch the health part of it. I was trying to lose weight, so I shifted to a different diet. And this is what Ben and I uh, had just talked about before we started on to the podcast. Because Ben's actually hearing a lot of this for the first time, just as you folks are. Um, I was telling him that I was doing... Back in the early 90s, there was a thing called like a... Uh, not a crash diet, but a slam diet. So you do it for two weeks and it's supposed to cleanse your body up to get you ready to start uh, a different lifestyle change. So it clears out a bunch of the junk in your body. The adverse effect is that, or the good effect, I guess, is that you lose a ton of weight really quick. Uh, the downside of the weight that you lose is it it's very quick to go off, very quick to come back. It's not sustainable in any way, shape or form. Uh, it just kind of gets that off, gets your body reset, gets it ready to go to a new lifestyle change is what I wanted to do because honestly with all the COVID nonsense, all that junk, I had gotten into some really, really nasty lifestyle habits. And this is what, once again, what Ben and I were talking about. I was eating way too much, uh, amount wise, eating way too frequently and indulging in way too many off life's little pleasures, such as, uh, you know, the odd drink. And when I say odd, I was probably having one a night, uh, and you mix that in with pop and stuff like that. Was it, you know, getting drunk every night? Absolutely not. But I was taking in a lot of unnecessary calories and a lot of unnecessary things. I was putting a ton of stress on my body for absolutely no other reason than I was bored sitting around home and I was able to do it. And then I kind of recognized it was time to, uh, you know, get out of that. It was bad. <laughs> it was not sustainable either because you can go too far the other way on this. And then you just start putting on way too much weight. Uh, you start taking way too many bad things for your body. Uh, and this is a good spot for you too, Ben, because one of the lifestyle choices you have made is you have done keto. 
Uh, and that was once again recognizing that you had to make a change in your life. And uh, I think this would be a great spot. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you went about that, Ben, because that is more health-oriented, and then we'll do the shift into fitness. Yeah, well, for me, like, I was quite a bit overweight. And, I mean, I, I tell a lot of people when they see me, because I, I joke that I'm half the man I used to be. And it, that's not quite true, but I I was in the high 320, 330 range. And uh, I started noticing it was having effects on my body. And I was starting to have other things like my immunity wasn't where it should be. I was getting sick a lot easier than I wanted to be. Uh, it was just overall not what I wanted to be. And I still was relatively active. I still did my camping and hiking and fishing. And I, I got out as much as I could. But I was noticing effect. I was noticing a lot of things were a little bit more difficult than they probably should have been. So I made the decision that I was going to do something to change. I struggled finding something that worked. I happened to lock into somebody who was doing keto and he was able to tell me a lot about it. Before I started, I did a lot of research. And the big thing is with I'm not telling anyone they need to do keto. There's 100 people out there to tell you keto is horrible. And I don't believe it is. I believe, though, it can be. And so can any other diet or any thing you do it's what you choose to do with it so you can eat food and be doing keto and still be eating horrible food or you can eat really good food and do keto and it can potentially help you and i think the very first thing you need to do if, if you want to improve your health is to start eating whole foods nutritious foods look at what you're actually getting make sure you're getting your your minerals your vitamins your your nutrients that you truly need to, to make you healthy and it starts with what you eat and then what you do. So if you're you're living a healthy life and you're eating healthy food, regardless of what you call the your food or your lifestyle you're eating, you're gonna feel better. You're gonna be better. Uh, unfortunately, in today's day and age, junk food is easy to get. It's everywhere, and honestly, it even feels like it's cheaper and easier. So if you don't want to eat expensive, you can eat a whole lot of junk. For a lot less than a little bit of good uh and it's it's like anything in life spend money on what's quality what's good and i think you'll actually find it's a bit better uh so that was the decision we had made uh trying to eat a lot healthier food in a way that would help help us gain the weight and maintain it um there are plenty of options out there i'm not going to push one on to anyone but uh i did find that was a huge part of it and then Everything else got easier from there. I felt, felt I was getting sick less. My skin cleared up. I had a lot of other issues that kind of went away. It is a big step to make that change. Uh, and then bushcraft in itself was able to, I think, bushcraft or just nature in itself. When you're out there, the benefits come quicker and easier. So as you turn that side, if you happen to be somebody who's got into some unhealthy habits, and are they ever easy to get into? Like nobody's judging anyone who has health, unhealthy habits. They're super easy and they taste great and they feel great while you're doing. Uh, what you'll realize if you stop doing it, they don't feel so good afterwards. Like it doesn't take long for bad food to really drag you down. But it's okay. You can eat a bit more and you'll get that good again. Uh, where good food, you're going to feel, feel good for longer and it's, and you'll know it. So. And that's, that's a, my opinion. No, I was going to say just to add to that, and that's a real good point, is bad food 
has addictive properties. It's not the food itself. It's not like you're, you know, there's no cocaine hidden in your food. Not anymore anyway with today's standards. But they do release chemicals and stuff in your brain that you become accustomed to and you enjoy. Your body likes that release of dopamine or whatever when you eat that chocolate bar. You know what I mean? And you do get very comfortable with that feeling. And, you know, the sugar rush you get from eating a candy bar. Oh, you know, I'm down a little bit today. I'm just going to... or right now, I'm going to slam that double espresso into me, or I'm going to eat that Snickers bar, and I'm not narking on Snickers, hopefully, you know, get any trouble for that, is pulled one, because I like Snickers. Um, but I'm going to eat that chocolate bar, and it's going to give me that almost instantaneous gratifica- gra- gratification, which, uh, in today's society, we're almost programmed to want and need, because we are so hurried with everything else that's going on in life. You ask people anywhere around the world they'll probably tell you they wish they had more time everything i wish i had more time i'm so busy i wish i had a little more time to do this well why aren't you going out to the woods this weekend i just don't got the time why eating pizza instead of making a decent meal i just don't got the time it's easy i can buy a pizza it's going to be delivered i can eat it it's done you know what i mean it's always down to time for me from my point of view anyway it seems like that's a major contributing factor and instantaneous gratification gratification I don't know why I'm stumbling over that word, but anyway, um, it in its own gives you that feeling of accomplishment really quickly, real easily. And frankly, a lot of marketing is geared towards that. Like you can see that studies that even the colors they use in the advertising are geared towards making some sort of satisfaction in your brain. Uh, and I'm not saying that corporations are evil and they're out there and they're trying to get you yada, yada, yada. No, they're, they're a business and they're trying to conduct business. Uh, that's the bottom line. You know what I mean? Businesses want to make money. How do you make money? You make people buy more stuff. They don't really care what you do with that stuff so much. It's just that you're buying it and that's what they're trying to get you into. So I'm not saying corporations are evil, any of that. Don't get me wrong. I still am craving chocolate. Like I love chocolate and, um, The only good thing is I also like dark chocolate, and as Ben pointed out to me, that can actually have a little bit of added benefits, taken in moderation. Anything in moderation is pretty much acceptable. You know what I mean? It's like anything in excess excess is kind of detrimental. You drink too much water, it's going to make you sick. Like, you know what I mean? You try to slam back five gallons of water, I guarantee at some point you're going to throw up. Um, And the same thing, what's up? So, oh yeah, it's, it's, you can actually make yourself seriously ill by drinking an excessive amount of water. Yep. It's hard. It's difficult. I kind of tried it one time. Not as easy as people say. <laughs> but it can be done. And that's the thing. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation is okay. Uh, yeah. So that's the first step to acknowledging stuff about your health and eating habits, drinking habits, all of that stuff is, oh, uh, everybody thinks, oh, you're on a diet, you're giving up so much. Well, first of all, I don't, like diet I, I diets don't work in my mind you have to make lifestyle changes and the big thing about lifestyle changes is you have to want to make them if somebody tells you you have to make a lifestyle change you're not going to do it nobody likes to do what they're told i'm sure you don't ben nobody tells me <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's the same thing we go to work and your boss tells you how to do your job you don't like it you know what i mean <laughs> it's human nature we're programmed not to enjoy that I, uh, yeah, I had to make the decision to change the way I was living. And I, I really find that 
that's a fun one to watch because I think it's kind of a bit of a cognizant dissonance. You know what the word I'm trying to say? Cognitive dissonance. Dissonance? Yeah. It's basically you believe something so hard that no matter how much someone tries to show you that it's wrong, you, you will not believe them. You cannot do it. So uh, it's usually referenced with like religions or, or uh, political parties. Like you, you have this strong belief that it's, it's the only way. You won't look at anything else. We do it with food, too. I don't care what anyone says. We think the way we're eating is great, but maybe it's not. And when I try, if I come in and tell someone what you're doing is causing you to be sick, you'll never believe it. And you'll be like, I'm not giving up my three pounds of potatoes every day. You know, forget it. Like, potatoes are awesome. You know, um, but maybe that much, you know, basically empty carb isn't good for you. Just maybe. Maybe taking in food that is truly healthy and beneficial. Like maybe swapping it out for a good greeny leafy salad would be a better option because uh, it's got more nutrients and vitamins and stuff. And, and we have to get those good things in our bodies to, for it to work. It's a, it's a, it's an engineered machine. No matter what you think, like the human body is, is, is a designed to run on certain fuels and it will run on lesser fuels quite good for quite a while but it will break down quicker so learn to eat better foods help and it's 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 big but how does bushcraft come in on that i think that's what we need to get yeah and i guess what i was ramping up to was once you get your health in line that helps you into bushcraft because once you have the fuel and you have the ability well, okay, let's go to ability later. But once you have the fuel and the car's engine's working good and the frame's not rotted out and the brakes work when you push them, going back to the car analogy, it's a lot easier to take a drive down the road. It's a lot easier to get out there in the woods and really enjoy it. If you're out there and you go to make a meal and you take what, like Ben has, is no meal, uh, or what I took, which was oatmeal jammed with chocolate, Mine was good, but I can guarantee you if I tried to stay out for a week living off oatmeal with chocolate in it, putting the strain on your body as you're out in bushcrafting, because once we go out there, we do like to play with stuff. We have a new axe, we're going to chop anything we can find. We got a new saw, you guarantee we're going to cut anything that needs to be cut three or four times. We're going to have like wooden cookies to go for days, because you're going to put yourself through all this extra stress and stuff like that in your body willingly because you're enjoying it. It's releasing those chemicals into your brain again. Like, oh, I got this new toy, I want to play with it. You're like a kid at Christmas. But if you're feeding a whole bunch of garbage into you, you can't do that repeatedly and still feel good at the end of it. Never mind that maybe you just don't have the endurance to cut 72 cookies. Uh, when I say cookies, I mean wooden cookies, not chocolate chip. But <laughs> I don't care what kind of cookies they are. 72 is not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's way easier to try and say you could if you feel good when you start it. And that's where I was at with a lot of this. I was starting to get back out in the woods and walk around. I just felt kind of like crap. There's no other way to say it. You know what I mean? Uh, even the lactic acid and stuff in your muscles would build up way ready, uh, more readily um, on a poor diet. What are you talking about? Really? Well, th this is what kicked it off for me. I was. It all started back to the motorcycle course. I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to go for a quick walk tonight. And I did mean quick. 30-minute walk, one and a half kilometers. I made it no less than seven minutes down the road, and my back was in excruciating pain. 
my feet hurt, my legs hurt, like everything was just terrible. I'm like, oh goodness, no, this is not good. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not fit to do anything, you know what I mean? And that's where all my stuff spawned from. But this much is the same, like Ben said way at the start of this. It's like, the weather's starting to get nicer, things are going to get better. Oh, you know what, it's warm enough, I'm going to go spend a night in the woods. You pack your bag, everything's good, you throw it in the car. Ah, you know what, it's only a kilometer walk into this beautiful campsite. You get 15 minutes into it, and you're just trashed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So, I actually found a website. I kind of want to go through some of the points on this before we get too much further. And I think I sent you a link. I said 10 reasons why being in nature is beneficial for your health. The first one they talk about is walks in nature help your memory. Well, what's more bushcrafty than walking around in nature? I mean, that's what we do. We get out there. We, we have our knife. We have our axe. We have our saw. We have our backpack. And we're going to spend time in nature. You could do that every week, and that's going to help. That's going to make your memory better. So, you know. This one here, I don't think anyone's going to argue with this one. Makes you happier. How much happier? Like, you cannot be sad in the woods. I don't care. I've heard people say it with other things. Motorcycles, sea doos But really, in, in, in the woods, I'm, I'm never sad. You know, it's, it's I can really... be less happy than I would have been. Let's say it's stormy. I'm not as happy as if it was warm or, you know, just the right temperature to get out there and run around and be perfect. But I'm never sad. I'm never we're, not we're happy. We're staying still better than the best day at work. Exactly. I would sooner go <laughs> and camp in the worst weather you've ever seen than go and have an easy day at work. Right? This other one, nature can literally heal. Uh, there's a, a statement in here. They did some uh, tests with uh, natural light and stuff and after surgeries and stuff and found that they healed faster and had less pain medication. So just that time with nature helps, helps calm that makes things a little bit easier, helps your concentration level. I know I need to get into the woods because I'm struggling with that lately. It prompts weight loss. So just being out there and active, honestly, one of the best things you want to lose weight is to be active because you'll actually eat less. Uh, it's a proven fact is people who are out actively doing stuff actually eat less because they, you, you eat half the time because you're bored. Uh, I, I was care. just about to say, 90% of non-meal eating is boredom eating. Yeah. You're, you're, you're stuck in the house. You're walking around. There's food there. You're like, yeah, I'll just stick it in my mouth. I'll eat that. And then you regret it. Kind of. Your vitamin D supply improves. So any time in the sunlight really helps with that. Getting out in natural light. Can't be beat. Body was meant to. We were meant to be outside. We were never meant to be inside buildings 24-7. That is not a natural human condition. Uh, I don't care. Um, limit your stress. You do not tend to get stressed as much just being out in nature. Standing by a stream, it, I mean, one of my favorite things, stand by a stream or a brook and just watch the water go by. I mean, it, it does. It's a, it's a natural stress reliever. Um, watching the flowers bloom. Uh, just looking at non-straight items, if that makes sense to you. Just the fact that all the shapes are so much more random, it's just... There was a study done on that, and I don't know where it was. Check online, but man-made structures, anything man-made has very symmetrical geometric shapes, or geometric shaping, 
And we get conditioned to that. And when we break that cycle and get out in nature, at first it kind of overwhelms us until you get used to being out there. And then it totally detunes you. You stop looking for patterns and things like that. And you just embrace the randomness, if that makes any kind of sense. Uh, the next one, you age less painfully. Uh, so want to age gracefully going outside every single day. Maybe the key one study showed 70 year old participants who spent time outside every single day had fewer complaints about common aging pains, aches, bones, not sleeping well than those who didn't. So just getting out there means those aging issues tend to go away. It strengthens the immune system. Who could not? use that like honestly and especially in today's stuff with the pandemic and everyone was concerned with that and any sickness it just makes your body stronger it does it it naturally makes you just stronger and better and then it lessens feelings of depression so if you have depression i'm not saying that nature itself is a full cure you may have a lot more stuff you need to work on we can't cure you of everything with bushcraft as much as we'd like to say it's the pill that does all it may not be, but it does help with almost everything. That just getting out there and doing stuff. Um, and there's so much more. Um, I was just going through it. It just kind of repeated what it said above there. But there's some extra resources there. Uh, if anybody's watch or just listening to us, this is one of those times you should jump on the YouTube side of things. Look up this video, episode 158, at time marker 2930-ish. And there's a bunch of links up on the screen here where you can get more information just about benefits and all that good stuff. I have no idea what this website is. It's uh, selecthealth.org. We have no affiliation with them. We're not paid by them. Nothing like that. It's just great information. Um. Self-esteem and other issues also tend to improve when you get out there and you, you're, you're able to successfully do stuff in, in nature, away from people. You don't have those stresses and strains. It just it adds to a, a little bit to all your life. And, and those little add-ons just make you feel better, healthier, more satisfied. So, I mean, and that's what this is all about. We've been pushing bushcraft now for over three years. Uh, and it's all about, you know, self-improvement, learning new skills, growing. All these things will have a beneficial effect to your health, in my opinion. Um, in moderation, doing them within limits, you know, don't go out and do stuff that you're just not ready for. That would be foolish, but uh, getting out and doing stuff that you are ready for, you're excited to do, and doing it in, in steps that you can. It's just, it's really good for you. Um, and that's why personally I try to get out as often as I can. And I know I've, I haven't gotten out quite as often as I wanted to. And there, you know, we all have our excuses. We have another episode on how to get rid of those excuses. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. I mean, and it's and true. It's, it is true. You have to set that time. You have to, to make that decision and just do it. Um, and I think when you do, you'll realize that it was definitely worth it. Um, so now that I flip back to the other page, and if anybody's wondering why I haven't gotten to comments anytime we bring up a web page, uh, it's just because the comments hide. I'm a little slow, not the best technologically advanced person on the planet. So now that I flip back, I do see there's some comments here, and I'll address them. So Steve um, learned his le uh, let's see, I learned my limit and pushed it by going on a trip with a bunch of guys, including Ben. If you feel maybe pushing your limits, don't do it alone, and that's why we always recommend. Um, 
going out with a friend. Not only does it make the time out there more enjoyable, especially if you're like-minded individuals, you can do a few other projects and stuff like that. It's a good buddy system in case something goes wrong. You know what I mean? Like in firefighting, we never do anything independently. There's always a lifeline and that's your friend. Uh, or a family member, something like that. Go with somebody. They, It'll help set everything up. It helps gathering firewood and all that nonsense as well. Don't get me wrong. Many hands make light work. But if something does happen, and it doesn't have to be, you know, the big one. You don't take the heart attack. It could be you just slip and fall. You cut yourself. It's way easier to have somebody potentially dress a wound on your hand because they have two hands than you trying to do it with one hand. It could just be as easy as that to make your time way more enjoyable because maybe you can patch it up and keep going. If you're by yourself, that might be the end of your trip. Um, and Chris Loveless, that was just old age. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm getting up there. I, I get that old. And that was kind of where the lifestyle change came from as well. There's a lot of things that ran into it. I'm getting older. I want to get a little healthier. Uh, I don't want to be so heavy. Uh, I was... 307 pounds i think before i started the uh the slam diet there and i took off almost 30 pounds in like 10 days so th that's not healthy that's a hundred percent not healthy and i'm not telling anybody to do that and that's why i'm not going to tell anybody how i did it um i told ben and he he made fun of me he knew that it wasn't good because i could see it in his eyes as i was telling him but uh yeah that that's completely unreasonable and i didn't track it uh, I just, you know, I started this and I said, you know, whatever, I'm going to run the two weeks that it's supposed to run and then I'll start from there. And that was it. I never monitored anything. I didn't, uh, check up on myself like I should have. Uh, and it all went bad. Uh, Steve, no lactic acid with keto. LOL. Is that true? Do you not get lactic acid build up from keto? I've, I've not had like the muscle burn from lactic acid since I started. Oh, there you go. Maybe that's a good reason to try some of the keto stuff. Like I still do Understanding of it, and, and and I did read something about it, but my understanding of it is lactic acid is basically burning of, of the sugars directly in your muscles. And the thing is, as you really push yourself and you're not producing enough oxygen, you're not consuming enough oxygen, you get an incomplete burn on those sugars, and that's what forms a lactic acid instead of just the pure carbon dioxide. Ketones don't burn that way, so you just don't get that problem. I mean, there's other issues with, with a pure ketone power supply. You don't get that instant burst of power that you would with sh sugar. Like sugar is that snappy power where uh, ketones are a bit more of like the torquey power for, for a description, I guess. Um, so, you know, good athletes that, that are really into nutrition, they know how to mix those and they know how to find the carbs that are lo longer lasting. And so that's where if you talk, people drink eat a lot of fruit and stuff fructoses are more complex sugars they actually break down a little bit slower so that that power goes a lot longer so the difference between eating a candy bar and an apple is an apple has some actual nutritional value and it's got more complex carbs so that when you eat it it's going to last a bit longer you don't get that quick high and quick low it's going to be more even and funny enough and, you mentioned apple that's how i replace chocolate uh, anytime i get a sugar craving i eat an apple now uh and you there's grapes what's that grapes are good for that too yeah uh i couldn't afford grapes i could afford apples <laughs> and you can go further into that different types of apples once again different sugar amounts stuff like that can you know consult with a nutritionist 
Uh, and the last comment here, uh, Backcountry Tripper. I'm never, ever sad in nature. Uncomfortable, sure, but never sad. It helps so much with stress for me. And you know what? I agree to that. I've been uncomfortable in the woods. Uh, I've had some sleeps that maybe were a little colder than I liked. Ben can attest to that. One of our first outings, we experienced that. I've slept maybe a little damper than I would have liked. Uh, I've been soggier than I would have liked for a trek in, yada, 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 but never a bad time. You know what I mean? Wouldn't change any of it because always took something from it. You know what I mean? Uh, so it was always a learning experience and I was no worse for wear. And I couldn't agree more with any of that. Um, sorry. There's, there's a few types of health that we need to keep in mind. There's, there's your, your physical, actual, like your body health. That's very important. If you don't take care of that, it's, it's, it's going to have a long-term effect on you. Uh, and then there's your mental health. And that's just as important. And, I mean, I, I had a conversation with someone not too long ago where we were talking about mental health and how I dealt, I've dealt i dealt with my mental health over the years. And, I mean, we all go through stressors. We all have times when things aren't where we want it to be, where we are in dark spots and we need to get out of it. And for me, nature has always been my go-to. I've never turned to, say, drugs and alcohol or things like that that's not what i went to and, and i'm very thankful that i didn't because i i think i could go in a very dark place doing that so my option was nature and so when i'm most stressed most overwhelmed i go for a walk in the woods i look at the trees i look at the fungus i look at the branches i look at the ferns i look at anything and it gets me out of that headspace and it's done me a world of good and that i can highly recommend is when you are really stressed, the good thing to do is just let it all go and go for a walk. Find a nice trail, find a nice path, find a stream, sit next to it. It's really going to help. The other type of health, and I think you can attest to this, you're part of this for me, uh, and have been for quite a while, is your social health. Uh, bushcrafting for me, and, and I'm sure for you too, has gained you new friends, new uh experiences that it's made me more outgoing more going more you know uh, i can honestly say i've gotten some really good friends through this app through through this podcast but just through being out there like me and you met through uh the bushcraft weekend which i mean that was our first meeting it's how we very briefly and i mean <laughs> few people realize how briefly just like we we exchanged maybe two or three sentences and, and, and I mean, I think when I was talking about this, they seem kind of nice. And that was probably the last time I thought about you guys until I seen your post. I was like, I remember him. And then this, you know, this came. Uh, I've met many other people through similar, similar means. And this activity, something that gets you out, gets you in nature, it's easier to make friends that way. Uh, I'm not saying it's the only means because there's thousands of ways to make friends, but getting a good social uh network uh people don't realize how much social health is a big thing i myself did not realize how much it was and don't tell my wife because <laughs> i always attested to i'm a loner i'm a very solitary person i still am in many aspects i'm a very private individual i i was never the partier i didn't go dancing i like even in high school didn't go to the school dances often didn't go out to the parties i just didn't have 
the desire to be around other people is what it came down to. You know what I mean? And it's not that I hated people. Uh, at certain times, I might have hated people. But it wasn't necessarily that I hated people. It's just I didn't have any use for other people. Give me one sec. I need to cough. Ah, drink some funny water. Um, I just didn't have a whole lot of use for other people. And I know that's a terrible thing to say, but that's the only way I can break it down. I just didn't see the benefit in interacting with other people. I had my job. I had stuff I had to do. You know what I mean? They're just, I didn't realize that you need to make those connections because it does a lot of other good stuff for you. Not only is it a de-stressor and you get to hang out with other people, you can take a lot of knowledge from people that you never would have assumed had anything to teach you. That was the big thing I learned with starting to be more social. And I'm not saying I'm the most social person on the planet. I'm still very withdrawn. Don't get me wrong. But it, I was amazed at what I learned from people that I never thought, like, they would teach me anything. Not that I knew everything. I just didn't think there was anything that that person would teach me that would I would hold on to as information. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. And, and I have found that there's very few people in life that I've ever met that didn't teach me something. Sometimes it might not have been what they wanted to teach me or what they expected to, but you always learn something from people. So the more time you spend near people, uh, like you, I've been a loner quite a bit in my life, uh, a bit of an introvert, which is really shocking considering some of the stuff that me and you do isn't what most people would attribute as an introvert thing, but, you know. But that you was get one it. of the great things of the podcast. It forced us, not really forced, it enticed us. Because we can always say no. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we kind of want to do that. We, it, it, we see the benefits and it's kind of fun. And we found a way that works for us where we can still be kind of not social, but social. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we've covered a lot in this, this episode. But I think the big thing is getting out there. And I mean, this is no secret. Nobody... Science has never tried to hide this or, you know, any study getting out and active is the best way to improve your health, eating good. And I mean, another benefit you can do uh, if you want to get into it, and this is something I think this podcast, we, we may start talking a bit more about is just forging good food, good, solid food from nature, you know, whole foods from nature that you collect yourself. I mean, the benefits you're getting from that is, is the physically getting out and doing something collecting good foods that haven't been processed and chemically affected and, and all this stuff and, and consuming those foods. And I think all that has an effect on your well-being, your, your mental, physical, and, and social. Because to learn this stuff, it's easier to do it with people. So get a few friends together and say, today, pull out your little field guide for edible wild food and say, we are going to find cattails. We are going to find this berry. Or we're going to find that. And just go out there. And uh, the benefits will almost be non-ending. And will you always find a plant you're looking for? No. But if you keep that book with you, I guarantee you, you're going to find a plant you didn't think you were going to find. Uh, so, even as simple as going into the woods and making a spruce or pine tea, whatever you're... I like pine tea. I know people do spruce tea. I, I don't care for that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Pine tea. If you go out and just make a cup of tea, great source of vitamin C. Pleasant taste. I enjoy it. Uh, and it gave you a reason to get out there, and it's something that's actually putting a little nutrition into your body. Another one, um, this time of year, it's great because it's just coming up, the buds on yellow birch. They taste like mint. 
Uh, all the thin twigs and stuff like that. Throw a piece, like, it has to be yellow birch, not white birch. <laughs> take a little, nice little young piece of it. Don't take the whole branch. Don't kill the tree. We don't want anyone to be, like, you know, that person. Take a little nibble and throw it in your mouth. It tastes like spearmint. It's great. Um, and yeah, cattails this time of year, the inner hearts, just as they're young, they're going to start tasting really good too. And I mean, not for everyone, I understand that. But there's lots of stuff that's pretty easy to find locally. And once again, wherever you're at in the world, I'm sure there's going to be stuff for you. Something that I like that comes in the summer is sorrel. Sorrel. Uh, the little heart-shaped leaves on the ground yeah. that taste like lemon. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much after you can do. Um, and I think we've covered a lot of it. I think this is, unless there's a, something else you really want to get out. No, you know what? It was just one of those things where it was very fresh in my mind. I thought it would be a good topic to talk about because I... I always try to draw from my personal experiences for a lot of the podcasts. I'm sure any of our listeners out there and yourself, Ben, will know that anytime that I come with you and I'm like, hey, Ben, I got a topic for tonight. You know, it's probably because I had a recent experience with that topic because it's fresh in my mind. It gives me things to think about. And that's the only real thing I want to touch on with this one, because it, it's very easily overlooked. And I know that's in many aspects of life, not just bushcrafting, but bushcrafting is one of those things that could potentially put you in a situation where it's going to do some real damage to you, especially if you're an individual that tends to be a little more private, a little more introverted. You do a lot of stuff on your own. Uh, and after all of this COVID nonsense, and I, I call it nonsense, but you know what I mean. It was a real thing. I'm not denying anything like that. I just mean being cooped up and away from people and not being able to get out and so many restrictions and things starting to open up, good, bad, or otherwise, people are going to start going back out there. It's It's going to happen. Um, backcountry tripper, one side, not about health is gear required. Just a last note for me. I need to bring medication, knee brace, trekking poles for a bad knee. Uh, I wear corrective lenses. Like that's all still part of it. If you know, you need a knee brace, be sure you got a decent knee brace and don't go try strolling for 17 kilometers without it medications if you're going for a couple nights make sure you bring the medications that's now new to me i never used to have any medications i had to bring now i got three of the stupid things you know what i'm and i say stupid because i don't like taking medications i'm that guy that's like nah my body can handle it in its own stupid thing to say because now i'm paying the price but it's very true um anyway yeah i i guess the only thing i want to end off on this is just a real brief touch on fitness and to me fitness is condition your body for what you want to do and we have touched on it throughout this podcast so i'm not going to beat a dead horse but like ben said earlier on if you're going to do a 20 kilometer trek don't make it the first trek of the year get out there do a little pre-prepping uh go for a little day hikes in the woods know where your limits are uh if you're going to do rock climbing don't try and do the 400 foot cliff the first time out there. Like whatever your reason is to get out there, acknowledge where your fitness level is at this point. Unless you're one of those people, I was not this lucky, that you still got out there and done everything just the way you did. And all the restrictions didn't have any effect on you. Because I do know there's certain people out there, they had the ability, they got great big plots of land and they could still go do their stuff. And I'm super envious and borderline jealous. But if you're like us, Common Joe, that didn't have those luxuries, make sure you're not going to end up in a bad situation. Make sure your fitness and your health are both in check before you get out there. 
Yeah, I think you got the points there, buddy. Um, and yes, we are getting old. We're all getting older. We never get younger. On that note, don't let things hold you back, I guess. I mean, even with all the health issues, you can still get out there and have fun. I can still outrun 18-year-old Ben. I could never... I can't outrun nobody. My <laughs> knees don't allow me to outrun anybody. Outwalk? I stand a chance. <laughs> if it's straight endurance, I stand a chance. Speed, not so much. I'm not sure I can outwalk them, but I can outrun them. <laughs> no, I, I can't. Rugby killed me on that one. I blew both my knees just to totals. But if I keep a good pace... Don't try to overstress things, and hopefully as the weight comes off and I do it more healthy, that won't be so much of an issue. Yeah, but I think it's a great subject. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you know, take care of yourself. Just means you can do this for a hell of a lot longer and enjoy it so much more. Um, and the rewards are worth it. Uh, you know, you can when you can get a little bit further and see things, and get to places that a lot of people won't go. And it's surprising how many people will tell you, and this is the one I always love, oh, I can't do that. It's too much. But you can. You really can, but you may have to put some effort into doing it. Because it's surprising how much you can do if you're willing to put your mind to it and put some effort into it early on. So hopefully uh, most of you guys will give that a try in the near future. Actually, a quote from you, Ben, that uh, stays in my head quite a bit. When you are at the point when you think you can't do any more, you're only about halfway. Yeah. And I keep that, and granted you're in relatively good health, <laughs> you know, refer to previous program, but it, it's true. And I've started pushing, well, in different aspects, I started pushing my limits a little more and learned that, yeah, runners, for instance, they hit what's called a runner's wall. Uh, and if yeah. you can get through that, you realize that you are only about halfway where you can go. Providing your body's not shutting down on you. I, I was taught that with the military um, when we were doing like big exercises and stuff, and you felt like you're you're fully exhausted. They kept telling us you're only halfway there. Like, if you're exhausted now, you could still go that far. And they used to call it like it's like bingo point on on an aircraft. That bingo point is the point where you have to turn around because you don't have enough fuel to get back to where you left from. And so it's sort of the same thing. Your, your, your body kind of will tell you to stop because you don't have enough time to fuel to get back. But maybe you're not trying to get back. Maybe you're just trying to get to the end. And so that's it. You, you can push further. But know that at that point, you're probably not going to run all the way back. That's cool. Um, you've already got a plan. You've, you've, you've solution. But, uh, yeah, take care, take care of your health. And it'll, you know, then your body can take care of yourself. We talk about that with gear. Your body's no different. It's another piece of gear that allows you to get out and do do the things you want to do. Take that same time and maintenance that you would give your sleeping bag, your tent. You know, when you get back, you take take it apart, you clean it. When you get home, you know, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you keep maintaining yourself so you can do these things. Because um, it's it's all just an extension of, of who you are and what you are, what you want to be. I agree. And I think that's as good a place as any to shut her down for tonight. So uh, thanks to everybody that joined us in the comments here. Chris, Steve, and Backcountry Tripper. Uh, everybody else that's out there listening or watching, as always, get out there, get dirty, play safe. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a good night.